James's Saturday Show. Fantastic classics, artist interviews, and brand new music. James's Saturday Show on IndieLive.radio. Righty ho. So, how are you this morning? Uh, a wee bit tired, but not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm. I'm good actually. I I, I was a little bit not too well last week, but. I slept really well on Friday night and again last night. Normally I wake up about six in the morning, but uh, it's been like eight o'clock the last couple of mornings, so obviously in need of the sleep. <laughs> but, I think I sleep about half four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously with this whole lockdown situation, it really curtails singers, bands, entertainers and what they can do. How hard have you found it hitting you? Well, I mean, I think it's actually worked in my favour, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I started this project pretty much at the start of this year in January. So I had zero material under the name of Lone Wolf, you know? Yeah. Um, so now I'm at a point where I'm just about to release my third EP. So um, I feel like going into next year, I'm ready now for the live scene to come in. Whereas this mm-hmm. year, I wouldn't have been very prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my situation, I think it's worked out okay for me. But you know, other musicians, I feel sorry for. You know, the guys who make a living out of it. And yeah, yeah it's so, such a shame. Like, you know. in terms of uh, performing, then, um, is it only really sort of this year that you kind of started to do that? No, I mean, I've been doing it for years. Oh, but, right. um, I've been in bands and in it bands for quite a number of years, and I decided that. This time, I want to build my own studio and use all the experience that I've built up over the years to channel it into my own sound. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've done. This is all me, you know. It's no one else this time. Before, I have been influences from other guitarists, uh, keyboardists, whatever, you know, but this is strictly just me and that's it. Yeah. I think, as you said earlier, one of the advantages of the lockdown for a lot of musicians and singers has been it's allowed them the chance to explore, you know, as an individual um, with their creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know from my own personal perspective, uh, I've learned a lot of skills that uh, I never ever thought I might have done. Using Zoom, for instance, I mean, I'd never done anything like this before in terms of, you know, interviewing somebody. It'd always been somebody coming into the studio or, you know, going out to a location with a recorder and and recording them. Yeah. You know? So in in terms of your your musical influences, it's quite a a varied, well, not so varied really, but there's quite a few different sort of tracks in there, you know, from sort of Westlife to um, Calvin Harris, you know. Um, How did that sort of come about? Is that just sort of through growing up or? Yeah, I mean, I've listened to loads of different styles over the years and I kind of like elements of different things. And I thought, if I can try and put all these elements into sort of my style, then I guess, you know, it's kind of creating something different as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I've tried to do. It's quite hard to explain. I mean, a lot of people say to me, you know, like you like one end of the music to the other. And I'm like, I know, but there's so much music to enjoy. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. So you can't really pinpoint me down to anything. Um, yeah. I know. I'm kind of the same. You know, people ask me, you know, who's your favourite artist? Who's your favourite band? And Hard question, man. I just can't, I just can't really, you know, pin it down to one. You know, there's, there's so many. You can't, you know. Um, but one thing I have noticed um, since I got your list 
um, the other day and having listened to the tracks that you've sent to me, I can see the influence a bit. Um, Whereas I've spoken with other people and you can actually hear, you know, whoever it is that they've been influenced by quite heavily in their music. But for yourself, it's quite subtle, which I think is really good. Yeah, that's it. I mean... I don't, like I said, it's it's hard to explain. I think anything that's coming out of me in the studio here, I'm just taking bits and pieces from everything, really. Do you know? And it's not really just one thing, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, no, I understand. So, so um, I'm quite a diverse person, and I think that's the best way to do really. And when when you when you start to write a song, uh, and I ask this of everybody, um, yeah. what comes first for you? Is it the melody or is it the lyric? Well. When I was writing in my earlier days, I used to do melodies in my head, write lyrics down on paper, and then I would go to a guitarist or a keyboardist and we'd work together and structurize it and make a song out of it. But like I said, over the years, I've been learning a lot. So now I've taken all those years of experience and now I'm applying it to myself. So what I'll do is I'll sit down at the keyboard, I'll write some chord progressions, and if I like the sound of the chord progressions, I'll then start thinking of vocal melodies. Once I think of vocal melodies, then I start thinking about what I want my song to be about, and then I'll just apply that, you know. And mm-hmm. um, Normally, the music talks to me now rather than me talking in my head. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely get that. I, I mean, I do find it's, it's quite interesting, you know, when you ask people that question, because... Yeah. It, you kind of think that you're going to get fairly similar answers from everyone. Um, But I've found that in most cases, they're quite unique. Although the elements of, you know, either starting with music or starting with lyrics can be similar, um, how they get to that creative process is always quite a different journey for them. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, a lot of my stuff, it's everything that's happened in my life. Um, I was speaking to a guy the other day who listens to my music and, he was saying, like, you know, I love how you sort of storytell. And, you know, I'm glad that he sort of seen that side of things because mm-hmm. he's tuning into what I'm doing, you know. So it's good to get that feedback as well, you know. Yeah, because that is the one thing that kind of struck me um, about the, the songs that you submitted to me, you know, is that there is a real story in there. You know, there's a thread yeah. all the way through it. Um, as I yeah. said to somebody else recently, it's very much a case of the beginning, the middle and the end, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's a progression you know so do you get your influences from I know you said from from life but I mean in terms of you know the the physical environment round about you how much does that influence you when you're writing um it's more about my headspace right Um, and like like I said music talks to me and whatever my headspace is at the time is what I'll put down Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's times I sit down here and I do things and I'm like, nah, it's not working. And I know that it's just, you need something there to trigger it. And sometimes, you know, you, just that, that moment and that time and then you're away before you know it. Like I've written songs in half an hour. I've written songs in a couple of hours. Yeah. I've written songs over a few days. There's no rhyme or reason to it or logic or that. You know, it just what's in your head at the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know, I, I know a few uh, musicians who are very much influenced by the physical environment round about them yeah. um, and they find it easier to write when they sort of get out and about you know yeah. and, and are away from you know any other distractions but I know other musicians who are quite happy you know with any kind of extraneous background noise um, because in some way it can help to influence it as well so you know it's, yeah. it's horses for courses as the saying goes 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's been times where I have been out and about. And I do a lot of driving from my job, and mm-hmm. sometimes I get a melody, and I'm like, oh, I need to record that. <laughs> and then I'll go home and I'll try and, you know, structurize it, put chords down and stuff. And then, I mean, I've written a couple of songs like that as well. I wouldn't say that I've not done it. I have done it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have a friend who's a, a, a musician um, and he always carries, even t- in this day and age, carries a notebook around with him. Yeah. And uh, like he might be travelling on a bus through Glasgow or something like that and he'll That's hear it. a snippet of a conversation and it'll pique his interest. So he jots yeah. it down and then yeah. out of those, you know, often he'll write songs, you know. Yeah. And I just find it amazing, you know, from... I, I can't write music to save myself. I mean, I've been in bands and I've been a singer and stuff like that, but yeah. I couldn't write music in terms of, you know, a, a score. I could write oh, down okay. chords and stuff like that, you know, and I have tried to, to kind of like write lyrics, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't seem to be able to get my head around it and I don't I understand a people, it. A lot of people put pressure on themselves, you know, like, I mean, the, the bar is set, isn't it? From what yeah. you do, charts and everything, and you're always trying to live up to that. But I always say, like, you've got to do you, and that's what makes you unique and different from everyone else. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. You're, you're, you're right there. Um, I think that's key and important for artists, you know, especially up-and-coming up guys and the younger guys. They've just got to be confident in what they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, when you're going to go out and, and gig again, um, yeah. I'm assuming that initially it will be kind of like local to yourself um, or have you got plans to kind of move further afield? Uh, just now it's all local. <laughs> um, I've got a few gigs booked up for next year and it's all outdoor events. So that's mm-hmm. a good start. Um, yeah. So I'm just taking it as it comes kind of thing, you know. Um, I'm always open to more gigs. So if anyone hears my music and likes it, get in contact, give us a shout and we can have a chat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, it's up Inverness way, isn't it? Where I'm you in Inverness. Are. Oh, yeah, in Inverness itself, right. That's, I, I wasn't I'm sure if you were in... Loch Ness. Ah, right. I wasn't sure if you were actually, you know, in that neck of the woods or just somewhere fairly close by. Because um, yeah. I've spent a lot of time... Um, up there, you know, and I've been to various different pubs um, up in Inverness, and I've always found the music scene to be quite exciting. Yeah. Um, and very diverse. It is. Yeah, it's a good, like, the nightlife up here for a small city, it's a, you know, it's, it's a buzzing place to be at the weekend, well, mm-hmm. normally is when there's no COVID. <laughs> uh, and you can go into many different bars and you'll hear all different styles of music. Um and that's the great thing about it, you know. You can go into one bar and there's a guy just sitting there with a guitar. You can go to an art bar and there's a full-on covers band. Or you go to an art bar and there's local artists on the stage. And, yeah, for such a small place, it is. It's thriving. Yeah, it's it certainly is. Um, you know, as I said, I've, I've not been up there for a while. Um, mm. But I must admit that, you know, it's one of my favourite places to go, um, especially, you know, getting out and getting into pubs and, you know, hearing what's going on, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's, and, it's, a, great, it's a great night out. Yeah. And I'd uh, recommend it to anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I tell people about it all the time, you know, whenever yeah. anybody says to me, you know, that they're going to go up north um, from where I am, obviously down here in Glasgow, and I always say to them, get to Inverness, you've got to get to Inverness, quite apart from, you know, beautiful countryside, um, yeah. it's just a fantastic city, you know? It is. It's a great place, but it's growing. It's getting bigger and bigger all the time. And uh, since I was a kid, it's definitely changed. You know? Yeah. But it's good as well. It's good. It's, it's bringing more to the place. It needs it. 
Well, I think, you know, the, 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 there was a time, um, you probably won't remember this, you'll be too young for this, I would imagine, but the, there was a time, um, I think it was probably around about the mid-70s, where there was a kind of English go-home type movement up in sort of that part of the country. You know, there, there were a lot of people from down south in England were buying holiday homes and stuff, and yeah. there was a real kind of movement that, you know, they were taking away from local people, you know, the ability yeah. to have their own home and stuff like that. And it, it didn't last long. I'm glad to say it didn't last long. But since then, certainly since about 1990, I would think in my own mind that it has kind of really exploded in terms of, you know, construction for homes and all that kind of thing Anytime I've been up that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, the houses are just getting fired up everywhere, left, right and centre. You know, um, it's... Uh, I think I believe it was the fastest growing city in Europe at one point, was it not? Yeah, <laughs> that's what, right. Yeah. yeah, about ten years ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, One of the things talking about the construction aspect as well. Uh, one of the things that I was quite saddened to see recently was um, I was reading a report about the potential for them looking to build houses uh, on the site at Culloden. Yeah. Um, which I think is sacrilegious personally you know quite apart from the fact you know that it's in many parts it's just a mass graveyard but it's a historical site that i think should be you know preserved um for future generations well that's the thing i mean you you look around inverness and the outskirts and out of all the land we have around here why pick there do you know i don't understand either it doesn't make sense I, i suppose in some ways if i put a hat on as a developer i suppose in some ways from a connectivity point of view it's really really quite close to to inverness and therefore you know the road south um you know when when you talk about when when people talk about culloden moor just because Mm -hmm. they see the word moor they kind of think that it's really remote yeah. <laughs> um, and if you've, if you've never been up there, you don't know just how incorrect that is, you know, certainly yeah. in a modern context. Possibly yeah, no. at one time it was, you know, but in a modern yeah. context, it's, it's not really that sort of far out, you know. No, you're a 10 minute drive from the town centre up there, you know, so yeah. it's not far at all. Yeah, so let's get back to some some music instead of the historical stuff. <laughs> now, I, d- I don't know if you got the chance to to listen in yesterday, but I played "Say Something" um, right, okay. on on yesterday's program, and I got some interesting feedback from a oh, couple, couple of people who are listening. I don't know if they'd heard the first track I played of yours quite a few weeks ago now, but the way that they were talking to me, we have this thing called the Discord chat channel, which people can enter if they go into the Indie Live Radio website and they can sign up to it. And then oh, they really? can interact with me, you know, while the show's going out as oh, I'm yeah. doing it. And, you know, there was a couple of people in there and they were mentioning, you know, that... Um, well, this is really good, you know, and, and uh, uh, who, who is this guy, you know, where is he from, you know, so yeah. I'm like going back to him, you know, well, he's up Inverness way and yeah, yeah, yeah. technically he is new, but based on my conversations with him up to date, you know, mm-hmm. he, he has been around for a while, but technically speaking, he is a new artist in many ways. Yeah. And I like yeah. that, you know, I like the fact that if I'm playing something by somebody who's not really getting any kind of airplay, it is generating feedback from from the the listeners that I've got, and yeah. everybody touch wood, everybody that I've featured, uh, I've gotten you know good feedback on. There was one 
track I played must have been about three, four months ago. Um, I liked it. It was a very sort of a heavy, rocky type track. Um, and I love all sorts of music, but there was a few people who were like, oh, no, I didn't like that. You know, yeah. and I'm like, well, you know, that's fair enough. That's you know, um, but I, I'm looking to, to put out as much as I can across the whole spectrum. So, I mean, I had one guy who put in a submission and it was him doing a cover of an old country hit, which was fine, you know, so, so we put yeah. that out. Um, but most of the stuff that's getting sent to me is all pretty much original material yeah. you know which is really good and i've got the lockdown has done me a power of good in a sense because uh because people are running out of places to get their music heard yeah. they're starting to pick up on the fact that i do this on indie live radio and they're sending the submissions either into the website or they're sending it direct to me because i always put out you know email me and give out yeah. email address and stuff like that so it's, yeah. it's building up and uh Last week, uh, one of the regular listeners last week uh, asked me how many sort of Zoom interviews had I done. Oh. Um, and I was like, well, I, th I think it's four. But in actual fact, not counting yourself, it turned mm. out to be five. Um, right. And then she said, and how many tracks have you played? And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. Off the top <laughs> of my head, I, I honestly couldn't say. Because some people have sent me multiple tracks. You know, yeah. so after I finished the show, I, I went through all the music and uh, it works out that since about May, June, probably more June rather than May, up uh, until last weekend, I had received over 150 musical submissions. Wow. And I've played pretty much all of them. Some of that, as I said, is from artists who have sent me in multiple tracks. You know, um, yeah. but it's it just shows that, you know, the marketplace is out there, um, okay. even though people will maybe pick it up from Spotify and Bandcamp and all YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. There yeah. is still the market out there for it being done on radio. Oh, definitely. I think um, I think it's a great way to do it. You know, um, it's um, a great way to get your music heard. I think it's like back in the old days, that's how they used to do, wasn't it? You know, there's a lot of airplay and things like that. And mm, yeah. Now there's so many different sort of uh, ways to get it out there, but I think it's important to still keep that. Yeah, well, one of the things that band, certainly bands more than solo singers used to do back in the day was they would send their cassette tapes or prior to that, their reel-to-reel -reel tape into yeah. the radio station. And most radio stations had a DJ who was dedicated to looking out for new new artists. Uh, and then they would, you know, they would review that. And that's kind of the tradition that I've got going, you know. Yeah. Um, there is another show uh, presenter, Dr. Dave. He, sometimes some of the stuff that gets sent to me, I don't really think is suitable because I'm a daytime show. Right. Um, maybe a little bit explicit, etc. So yeah. he's on at night from nine o'clock on a Wednesday night. So right, I fire yeah. it to him, you know, and therefore you're not really going to upset anybody hopefully yeah. <laughs> there's always one <laughs> but, but you know some sometimes uh, sometimes i don't you know i, I pick a song and I, I maybe go into spotify and i don't notice that it's the explicit version of a song yeah. and i play it on a saturday and it's <laughs> when the when the expletives start and i think oh no what have i done but 
I don't, I don't have the facility to to bleep it out, you know. So <laughs> you've got to roll with it, then. Eh? <laughs> that's it. You just got to go and then, you know, make an apology to you know anybody that's listening and hope you weren't offended by the the language. <laughs> so you said that you played in bands. So I'm I'm going to take a stab in the dark here and say that you you probably play more than one instrument well i started out as a vocalist like i said a singer songwriter mm. um i've never really done um like any classes or anything on how to play everything i've done i've picked up over the years myself mm. so like music theory is quite a newish thing to me right um, i'm still like i'm learning every day when i'm sitting down at my keyboard so mm. Like, I wouldn't even call myself a musician <laughs> in that terms, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of people sort of, like, think if you're doing electronic music, you know, they have a different view on it if they are musicians. Yeah. A weird yeah. thing, you know. Especially with modern-day sort of producers and stuff. Aye. So, uh, it's quite, uh, you know. Yeah. I, I did a, I did a, a degree in, in sound production um, a few right. years ago. Went back to, to college and got an NC and all that and then went on um, to do the degree right. and the reason that I initially went into it was um, when I, I did a, an old thing called the Scott Vic right. um, uh, in music uh, production and it was all done on real to real tape and there was a video aspect to it that was done you know on videotape and obviously uh, everything's digitised now you know and it's all electronic so yeah, yeah. I thought I need to kind of learn this part of it and I was a bit scared of it to begin with because you know I have no experience of it you know I'm going to make a complete mess of it but I was actually surprised at how quickly I picked it up and on on the course I was the oldest person on the course all the other guys on the course were all quite a bit younger than me and they were coming to me and asking me to do stuff (laughs) <laughs> on you know on their projects um which i thought was really really good obviously i asked them for help with some of the electronic stuff as well yeah. um but it was it was a really good collaboration and it really fired me up and it made me go you know on to the next step and the next step yeah yeah no, that's it. Uh, have you ever c- c- sort of considered you know maybe either on a part-time basis you know go back into some sort of educational uh, course in relation to your music I've thought about it, yeah. Um, I work with a guy down in London, uh, Louis Adams, and he's a sound engineer. So mm-hmm. he does all my, like I produce everything here at mm-hmm. home. And then I stem it all down into a file and I send it to Louis. And then Louis does the final mixing and mastering on it. Yeah. So everything you hear, like finished off, obviously on my EPs, is, it's done by Louis. Mm-hmm. So um, he's a very, he's very, helpful as well if I'm ever stuck with some things I go to him and he'll explain mm-hmm. things and and that yeah but I've definitely thought about it. I mean I'd love to be more efficient here you know mm-hmm. from that side of things and uh, I think one day I will it will come but yeah. um, just now everything's so busy you know with coronavirus yeah. I'm working a lot of hours I'm trying to fit hours into my music like everything's a bit 100 miles per hour just now so yeah, yeah who knows in the next couple of years you know I might do something like that no, absolutely. Um, it, it seems to be a progression um, for people in music. You know, yeah. they, they start out playing, performing, mm-hmm. and then over time, they, they kind of get into the production aspect of it. Yeah. Um, some of them get right into it. Um, mm-hmm. I watched a documentary about Jeff Lynne. 
um, uh, probably about a year ago now, um, right. from ELO, and the space, obviously he's got the money for it, but I mean the studio right. space, you know, that he developed, and he had mm. all this equipment that he'd gathered over the years, you know, like the, yeah. the original synthesizers and stuff like that, and yeah, he still yeah. uses them today. Yeah. You know, when he's recording stuff, he still goes back to like the old Korg synth and stuff like that. Um, you know, so it just shows you that even though technology moves along, you shouldn't, you know, discard the old technology. Oh, no, definitely not, no. I mean, there's some sounds you're looking for and you won't find them in modern technology, so you have to go back the way, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Right, well, believe it or not, half hour is almost up it just it? It, yeah it just whizzes <laughs> in um i mean obviously we, we started a little bit prior to uh, the 11 o'clock kickoff time that i had set but um so in terms of let's imagine and i ask this question every week let's imagine covid is over and done with everybody's got vaccinated and all the rest of it and you're getting out to to gig again um yeah. i know you said you've got a few things sort of fairly local um yeah. sorted out would you be up for getting out and about further afield you know so i'm thinking like in terms of opportunities came up seeing like edinburgh glasgow places like that oh 100 100 that's what it's all about <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I'm willing to go anywhere, really. I'll go all over Europe if they ask me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with my job, I'm self-employed. I'm my own boss. I'm quite right. lucky. I get pick my own days and I want Good. to work. I want to have off. So, yeah, I mean, any gigs, I'm always up for talking and seeing what we can do. So Yeah, 100%. good. Because I've been saying this to most people um, recently as well. Um, once this is all over, hopefully, mm. um, we, we'll be moving into a better studio space. Yeah. Um, and what I'm hoping to do at some point is not get you to travel down specifically to do this, but if you were yeah. coming down to say Glasgow to, to do a gig somewhere, maybe yeah, yeah. coming in to the studio and doing like a little unplugged session. Aye. You know, um, the the, the space that, well, we're no longer in that space either, actually. The space that we had been in before lockdown, we couldn't really do that. It wasn't well insulated and there were people living in flats above. And, you know, you don't want to sort of upset the neighbours, you know. No, that's the last thing you want to do. But but then lockdown lockdown hit and we, we all started doing this from home, which in all honesty, I never ever thought I would do. Um, yeah. But, you know, I've managed to get around it. I had a lot of problems to begin with, but I've managed to get around it. Like everybody else, you know, you just uh, you, you just have to innovate, don't you? That's it. Keep persevering. <laughs> That's it. Well, on that positive note, Jamie, thank you very much for agreeing to have a chat with us. Um, I'll get this uh, rendered and uh, we'll play it out next week on the Saturday show next Saturday. Perfect. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks a lot for your time, Jamie. You have a All good right, day and weekend. Me. Cheers now. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so how do you get in touch with me here at the Saturday Show? Well, it's very, very simple. You can tweet me at JE Saturday Show or at Indie Live Radio. You can send me a message to our page on Facebook, Indie Live Radio. Why not join us on the Discord chat live during the show? Go to the website, indielive.radio, and sign up to the Discord chat channel. You can text the show, 07849. 162250 that's 07849 
0203-250-250. You can email me at the show, and if you are a musical artist, singer, band, etc., you email james.saturdayshow at gmail.com with a sample of your music, and uh, we can arrange to have it played on air for you. We have our own Facebook page, and uh, any interviews a new artist that i will be featuring will be posted up on there as well and if you have any music and you're not signed up to a record label we can post that up on our facebook channel also james's saturday show fantastic classics artist interviews and brand new music james's saturday show on indie live.radio